rising up back on the street. Did my time, took my chances. Oh, get out of here. Yeah, okay. Welcome to Dragon's Cast, the podcast brought to you by Dakback Clubs, where we debate how many teams have to be caught up in the allegations about bribery for Drexel to make it onto the bubble. But first, we discuss Drexel basketball. With me today, I have Marshall Fleming. Nah, 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 nah. <laughs> Delaware sucks. <laughs> Nick Trieri. Let's go Dukes. <laughs> what? Uh, Bill Dude. Martin. Yeah. I'm not sure what's happening here, but hey, what's up, guys? Oh, uh, I think uh, we were watching the game over here in the background, and I guess that's where the Dukes comment came from, Nick. Dukes, baby. Dukes all the way, even though we're locked in, I guess, to the eighth seed. But before we get to the CAA tournament, I think we have to talk about uh, Drexel making a little bit of history, a little bit of history that Nick, uh, for some reason, you weren't able to attend. So <laughs> why don't we take this from the perspective of the person that wasn't there first? And Nick, uh, tell us uh, how it felt to not be at the most historic event to happen at the DAC in the last, uh, you know, since the DAC pack started. This is the greatest comeback of all time. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, well, uh, I enjoyed it on TV. Uh, I, was, I was glad. I was, unfortunately, I could not make it. There were some historic events in the Intriary family occurring. <laughs> That night, and I'll leave it at that. Uh, <laughs> no one wants to hear about that, but continue. But I did catch it. <laughs> I, I was able to catch everything on TV, and I thankfully did not turn off the TV at halftime. Uh, actually, my wife insisted I don't turn it off when I was considering it, uh, and I'm very glad I did uh, continue to watch the game. And I don't, I don't normally ever turn games off, but that I mean that was really, I mean, really I'll, rough. I'll even say this. At halftime of that game, being at the game, I thought about leaving. Yeah, I was like, this is this is painful to watch. But so you got, I, you did watch the whole game. I watched the well. I actually tuned in a little late. Mm-hmm. Uh, I tuned in when we were down. I think maybe just a, a cool thirty. <laughs> I texted you guys. WTF happened? That's right. I do remember that text. Uh, and so actually, when I started tuning in, we started playing okay. It wasn't about you, but yeah, no, no, I know it wasn't, but I'm just saying. Uh, and uh, it, I, it, from a timing perspective, we're coming off a four-game losing streak mm. into that game. We got Delaware at home, and we're getting blown out by 30, 34. It's a, it's a pretty low point. One of the low, probably one of the lowest points, if not you know, second to the first four-game losing streak that we had when, and we had the excessive dribbling podcast. Um, but, you know, in the second half, you guys all saw that you were there um, on TV. You know, Isabel started playing really well. Yeah. They look like we put that press on. Yeah. But before we before oh, we get to the second have... half, though, like, so just the halftime. Uh, I think I didn't, I didn't know exactly how many points we were down. I know it was above 30. I remember looking up and seeing a differential that was a bit more than 30. And uh, I think going into the half, the difference was uh, 27. I think we were, we were 29. There were 56. Uh, it was pretty depressing, or just overall defeated in the blue and gold room. And that, not as defeated, I don't think, when we were going on uh, that six-game losing streak, uh, where we didn't think we'd win any games in the CAA, potentially, before the four-game uh, stre- uh, winning stretch happened. But it was pretty down, uh, and people were, let's just say, people weren't too pleased with what the program was doing at that point, at the half. No one was expecting, of course, the greatest comeback in history, but... I 
I never lost faith that we would beat Delaware in that game. <laughs> yeah, but I don't think you were too vocal about uh, the chances of Drexel making a comeback in the second half, unless I'm forgetting something. I may not have been vocal, but we could be down a hundred to nothing with two minutes left, and I'd still think Delaware could find a way to blow it. I mean, that's that's nice as well as delusional. But I like <laughs> we were in that situation. I'll take that bet against you. Uh, down a hundred with yeah. with two minutes left. Yeah, I think that's a safe bet. But I, I get your point, Marshall. But there was again. All I was trying to convey was there was people. That were, again, it, it's been the kind of reiterating thing sometimes over the season or something that keeps repeating itself where we go on these, we are such an inconsistent team that when, but being blown out by Delaware at home, like Nick, you were saying was, it was, it was a pretty, pretty low of the lowest points that we've been at this season. So, uh, Bill, did, I know you, we, at least I didn't think we were going to make uh, an amazing comeback and win the game. At least I thought we'd make it close and then maybe lose it. Uh, even as we were making the run. So what did you think, I guess, at the half? Were you as de- Did you feel as defeated as, say, some of the people asking for certain changes in the program? Well, as the John Gruden of Drexel basketball, I was not as down as everyone else. There was people saying, like, this team's no good. They're not going to be good even next year. There's no chance. Like, I thought that was a bit much. This, to me, seemed like one of those games where you go in and the other team just happens to be hitting everything. Like, we've seen it before with some teams. And it's rare that the other team's hitting everything, whereas your team is hitting nothing. And that seemed to be what was happening in this game. I didn't think we were going to come back. I thought we were down 27 at the half. I thought was, I don't know, too much to overcome. But I thought we could at least, you know, pull it within reason and make it, a, make it at least look respectable. Um, but this game was the perfect demonstration of how inconsistent this team is. Like, to play that poorly in the first half and then come back in the second half shows, like, how good we can be and how bad we can be at the same time. And um, I, I, can't, I can't picture a game better displaying our entire season in, in, in one shot there. I mean, there's absolutely no reason that De- – I mean, Delaware was hitting everything, but I don't think, like, it was – you know, they, they, they weren't just getting right to the rim, too. It seemed like in the highlights. I mean, you guys saw it there, but they don't have anybody that should be able to penetrate consistently on us. We were set – we were sagging on defense, and they were just shooting open shots without a hand in their face. And to their credit, they were making them. Yeah, they shot over 60% from the field and from three-point in the first half. So, uh, Marshall, you even brought a friend to this game. So, how, how were you feeling? I think we at one point considered that your friend might leave in that after the first half, just like we considered going to the landmark for a second over there to potentially finish out the game. Uh, what, what, was you, what were you thinking at the half? Uh... I mean, I'm, I, I was joking a minute ago. I didn't actually think we would win uh, <laughs> at halftime. But, uh, I mean, I don't know. It is what it is. We're, <laughs> even even when we suck, Delaware can suck too. And that's apparently what happened. So let's talk about, you guys were there. I was not. What happened in the second half from your perspective? We pressed. That turned, that turned things around. We did press. We pressed. Press. And I think. Press all season, Spiker. All season, all tournament, press, except against UNCW, because they're fast. We, yeah, that's actually a good call, Marshall. We can't play defense, really, so pressing's a good way to just generate some turnovers, and it might be enough for us to win games. Um, we did press. Delaware was crumbling. It was clear. You could see in their players, like, once you start building, like, closing that gap, the more and more pressure starts building on you, and it just kept building and building, and those guys were just missing shots and turning the ball over. 
and we were making plays. I mean, Trail had a game, and it just just ends up snowballing, and we end up coming back. They put up fifty six in the first half. We put up fifty six in the second half. Uh, they it, it actually boiled like the press definitely worked, but they weren't even get, they weren't getting too many open looks, and even their op- the shots they took, they were shooting from they were shooting over sixty percent in the first half of the three. In the second half, they were shooting eleven, so they weren't making their shots. The pressure kept building. Yeah, even if they were breaking the press, they were still frazzled by the time mm-hmm. they were shooting the ball. They exactly. weren't in a, any kind of rhythm, even when they were able to run their offense a little bit. Yeah, they, one one thing that I noticed on TV, like you said, they it's not like we got a steal every time we pressed. There were maybe half, you know, we did get a lot of steals in the press, but half the time that they did break it, they did not take advantage of the two on one opportunities that they got, um, and they pulled it back out. And that would be, I mean, that's something I think you should never do, especially when there's a lot of time left when we were started pressing. But, you know, I'm glad they did do it, obviously. But they pulled it back out, and then they tried to reset their offense, and they couldn't do anything. Uh, they probably should have put their, kept their foot on the, on, the, on the gas, but they didn't do that. And um, I think well, I'm thankful that they didn't. Uh, there was just so much time left, and we were down, you know, and we were down a lot, but so they felt like we could just drag the clock out, I guess. But um, I think that got them out of their rhythm. That was the benefit of going down. So much, so quickly. <laughs> I thought there was time to come back. Like, a lot of time. We're down 34 points, and we're, it's like yeah. seven minutes into the game. Like, I, don't know, I don't know what it was, but we had, a, we had a ton of time to come back. Like, that usually doesn't happen in any normal basketball game. So. Now, you were watching on TV. Was it obvious from the TV how big Miles Overton's return was to the team? Yeah, it was huge. I thought it was um, – he did a bunch of good things. I think he was disruptive on defense. Provides like a big guard body. Uh, he hit two critical threes. Uh, he got a ball in, in rhythm and drilled a couple threes. You know, I was halfway like in the middle of telling him not to shoot, and he hit it. I was like, okay, I'll take it. Um, yeah, he was, he was great. You know, I, I don't, it'll be interesting to see how much of him we see this weekend. Uh, you know, a lot, a lot, he hasn't played a lot this year. There's probably not a big scouting report out on him. Maybe he can come in and be like that. Canel Sanchez factor that somehow we don't have all year, but for the tournament shows up and does something good. Here's a scouting report on Miles. He's going to shoot. <laughs> as soon as he, he does. Hey, he went two or, th- two or no, four. He had game. a good game. I was glad Miles was out there. It kind of at least gave a little bit of breathing room, I feel like, to some other players, too. And uh, from an overall standpoint, he had two assists, too. So he had a decent game. And this you know, is the first game where he actually got uh, relatively decent minutes. And uh, I, I'll, I'll be honest, it was I was happy, uh, for one, to see him back out there. I don't think he's going to – it's sad to see how much of the season he's missed as a senior. And we won't get to see too much of him other than maybe the tournament. And hopefully he has a good outing at the CAA tournament. But for this game, uh, you know what? I think he was just as critical to anybody else to go into that half – being down uh, 29 or 27 points and then come back out and still have that resolve to keep chipping away, keep chipping away until you, you know, take the lead in a game like this. And I got to give some kudos to Spiker, too. Uh, I know the you know, your stump speech in any game probably that you go in that going at the half being down a lot is going to be pretended zero zero and nothing's changed. And but at the same time, you're down. You're down so many points, and you, you haven't been playing great. And the other teams playing out of their mind. To be able to still keep the players focused, make them press, and get those 
uh, you know, get those turnovers that we so and needed so badly. And one of those hustle plays that is going to forever be etched in my memory, where you know we Sammy gets involved, try it almost goes out of bounds. He pushes it back. Troy gets involved. He almost uh, goes out of bounds. He put, uh, pulls it back. Crazy play. Isabel gets it on top Ridiculous. of the key. Does a little, little, little dribbles little the shimmy. ball for a second, and then he just pops the three, and he drains it, and he just turns around and does this big fist pump. That for that is why I follow Drexel basketball. Moments like that, it's, it doesn't come too far. I think if it came more often, I wouldn't remember them as well. But because moments like that is is for me going to be up there with certain moments we've had in the in tournament runs that we've uh, been able to do. But uh, I was that needs to be the SB play of the year. <laughs> no, it's, I, I'm all for it. I think if we start the start the campaign on Twitter, <laughs> retweet. All fifty of our fans will be all over retweeting. Uh, I believe you have eighty-eight, 88. followers. My mistake. No, but I think if we had more plays like that, hustle play, like if we were hustling like that all the time and boxing out like that, we would win a lot more games. I'm not sure what this team is very frustrating for me because there's talent, and at times we look very good, and at times we look very bad. And I think if we could just do the little things like that, hustling to get that ball, get a little more loose balls in your opponent, box outs, so you're not getting so many offensive rebounds and just not have the guards get beat. This team is competing for the top half of the league instead of the bottom half of the league, and that's it's just that little difference. Like We don't need another superstar on this team. We're close enough where we just need that little bit of just following the details, and you'll end up winning a lot more games. We have three guards. If they were hustling like that all the time, they'd be drained by halftime every single game. Yeah, I mean, that might have something to do with we've been low on guards. I think, I mean, as we were talking about with Overton before, getting Overton back is big for me, too, because not because we need him to be a big offensive threat, but because he's a large guard. He's our biggest guard, who, if we go that four-guard lineup, which I don't particularly like in a usual circumstance, but if we had either Miles or Sam Green in there, who's been hurt all year, too, but if we have those guys, at least you're not being completely undersized in there, and you can have a little more versatility. So even if Miles isn't doing... A ton offensively. He doesn't need to be launching up shots all over the place. It gives us another dimension that we can run with that if we have, you know, five, six, six, one, six foot, six, three guards in there and your top as your four players, it, it it's not as easy to defend and rebound. Another another thing that uh, I noticed this game and I've been noticing all season long, and I have to give some props to is the Drexel cheer team. Uh even when we were it's hard to keep doing the defense chance and the let's go Drexel chance and you're down significantly, uh, 34 points, 27 points, whatever it is. But the, you know, the Drexel cheer team has been keeping it going all season long. Uh, they've been dancing you know, too. I don't know. The, the cheer team and the dance team, they've been keeping at it all season long. They've been getting, trying to make sure we still start the chance. They've been almost as vocal as the DAC pack and the band too, right? And the band and the too. Band. That's a good point. The entire that entire student section, including the DAC bank, the student section has been growing over the last couple of games, which has been great. Uh, but I got to give kudos to the uh, especially to that Drexel cheer and dance team because they've been doing a great job in getting it going. And this game was no different. There were plenty of times where you know you were kind of a little broken as a fan uh, watching a team down uh, and playing horribly, and they kept it going. And I think in the end, when when push came to show, and we needed everybody to get loud. We got loud in there. So. At what point did you guys realize when we won that we broke a record? 
Uh, I think we're at Landmark. Yeah, we were definitely at Landmark. <laughs> yeah, it was like 15 minutes after the game ended. Yeah, we were at Landmark for a celebratory beer, and words started getting through Twitter. I think I Joe, Joe Simonera told us that he saw on Twitter that, at least he, uh, I remember hearing from him that he saw on Twitter, somebody tweeted that this was the biggest comeback in NCAA one more, uh, basketball history. And then Drexel Men's Basketball retweeted it. So mm-hmm. at that point, it kind of legitimized it a little bit, but... Uh, so I think within the f- next five to ten minutes, it was every it was uh, a lot of people were essentially talking about it. I mean, I know I had never seen a comeback of any sort of magnitude even close to that, but I didn't think it was the NCAA record. I didn't either. I didn't like. I knew it was a huge comeback, but it was only two points off the basketball record. I think the NBA record was thirty six. Wow, wow, it's pretty insane, really. Well, I think to have a comeback like. It's probably, when you think about it, it's got to be pretty rare because to get down that many points, <laughs> usually you're not playing somebody you're ever going to come back against. Like, I know this team's at, you know, Duke's playing, like, Mount St. Mary's State. Yeah, like, they're not going to yeah. come back. Like I, like I said earlier, like, to build up that quick of a lead, like, yeah. you need time to come back from that. This was early. You need time, and you also, you also need the... You need to be playing an opponent that you actually have a chance at coming back against. Oh, yeah. Yeah. You're not going to be Mount St. Mary's. All part of whole strategy, though. We were just letting them go <laughs> up quickly. We had to let them go up quickly because if they if we took too much time off the clock, you wouldn't be able to come back. Because in case we played Delaware again, we wanted to demoralize them so much they wouldn't think they'd be able to win. <laughs> that was key. So live check, we got Elon up one on James Madison. Oh, Ten minutes man. left. Ten minutes left. And so my understanding is we're the eight seed. I'm a little jumping ahead, I know, but do do we play Delaware if Elon wins, or do we play them? If- I think we're locking the eight seed, right? So if our- JMU wins, I'm, I think we play JMU. We play JMU if Elon wins. It basically comes down to if JMU if JMU loses, they fall to the ten seed, so they would play the seven, and then us as the eight would play Delaware, Delaware. at the nine. Yeah. So we either play Delaware it's or JMU. It's all dependent on where JMU seed. The only reason I might want to play Delaware is so we can make shirts. Well, I'm just saying. With the comeback. We want to fire those shirts up, like, immediately, right yeah. after we know. Oh, right? that's the plan, yeah. yeah that's yeah. why I brought it up. We're going to have to do a quick search of who wants to get in the shirt order and order at least 20 of these shirts. In different yeah. sizes. In various sizes. <laughs> To see who wants to get in the Wonder where Joe combat. got Where did Joe get his shirt? He made his at Camp Prussia in like 20 minutes. Oh, did he? he just went to one of those stores and said, <laughs> I wanted to say this, the comeback, 53 to 19. <laughs> and they made it in 20 minutes. That was before. awesome. That's hilarious. That's great. I saw my campus closed contact. We could, uh, we could figure something out for that game, uh, see if they can print it up. Uh, I'll one-up that. If, de- if we do face Delaware in the first round, which we'll know in, I guess, a couple minutes, uh, I will put a tweet out there that if it gets 1,853 retweets, I will have the score of that game added to my Delaware Sucks tattoo. <laughs> oh, <laughs> shit. I like it. Wow. Before the tournament? But it has to get the, yeah, for the tur- if it gets 1,853, which is the score that we were down, uh, or no, 50, 54, whatever the, whatever the score was. Uh, if it gets that many retweets by the time we yeah, play Delaware. 53, 19, yeah. Yeah, 53, 19. So 1,953 retweets. I'll get that score added to my tattoo, but it has to be before the tournament game. Oh, man. All right. All right. This is, yeah. Get those Russian bots going. <laughs> um, <laughs> but, uh, yeah, so, no, it's it's going to be, I think JMU or Delaware, you should, you know, I think uh, 
regardless of who wins, I guess. I thought I didn't know we were locked into the eighth seed till I guess a, an hour ago or so. So it's a little disappointing. We had a shot. Uh, just moving on, I guess, to the next game, which we had a good chance to win. UNCW, much faster team, even though they don't have the same uh, tight players that they had last year. They still move up and down the court uh, extremely quickly. Probably the only team um, in the league that we struggle with as much uh, going up and down the court. I don't know why. Uh, don't, don't get me wrong. We got swept by two other teams, I think, right? We got swept by Hostra, Townsend, and... Uh, of course, UNCW, but UNCW, for some reason... We, we haven't beat them in a while. We haven't beat them in a while, and we still struggle with them. Even though I thought we, Austin Williams did a great job with Kaycock in the second half, uh, we still couldn't We couldn't still get that W. I mean, Kaycock is his... Kaycock, Kaycock should have fouled out. He, they, the refs were letting him get away with stuff, but UNCW is just too fast for our non-defensive defensive steps. I, I actually thought in this game... We didn't have our usual just defensive lapses where the guys are driving the hoop, though. They hit a lot of, I mean, it might not have been extremely contested jump shots, but they hit a lot of, like, not wide open jump shots, I would say. And then Kaycock on the boards. And that's why they didn't run us out of the building. No, I agree. I mean, and Kaycock on the boards is a monster. He's a monster, but that's even, a problem. Boils that even though with Kaycock in there, they're second chance points. They had 15 second chance points to our 18. So it's not like they were getting a lot of second chance points because of Kaycock out-rebounding on the offensive side. Uh, I think they just killed us as all in fast break points, and uh, I, don't, I, don't know how, I don't know why we can't keep up with them on that. And I don't, see, I, I think they, hit, they just hit a lot of tough shots to me. That Taylor, Ty Taylor was like, he was hitting a lot of not easy layups. He was hitting a lot of jump shots. That guy hit a couple threes. He was mm-hmm. hitting deep... Like deep mid range shots, he had a lot of shots, and I was I was impressed with how well they played. Actually, this team with how much they lost was better than I was expecting to be. I mean, Kaycock is is he's a monster. He's like we I think we've talked about this a little bit. Like he rebounds better than Sammy Givens, and is probably you know fifty pounds heavier than he is and two inches mm-hmm. taller. I mean, the guy is an impressive player, and he was pushing Austin Williams. He was pushing other guys, but I mean, he fights hard for the rebounds and. The refs don't call it. He's going to pull down a lot of them. He grabbed 21 boards. I mean, that's, that's, a, that's, that's, that's a, a ton of rebounds. That's a ton of rebounds. I mean, anytime you break, like, the 15 mark, that's impressive. I yeah, mean, no, he's an incredible rebounder, but it's not like a game where his 21 rebounds ended up as having a big differential when it came to rebounds because we both had, from a team standpoint, 49 rebounds each. Oh, no. So it Harper was like, put up an offer. Yeah. Harper had a rough So game. let's talk. I think Troy Harper is probably a good player to talk about a little bit in this game because at points of this game, I think I remember turning over to Bill, and Bill was furious that he was still in the game. So he was not having a good game. He should have been pulled earlier. I don't know why he was still in the game. Like there was one point they had a sub, and I think Kirk came out, and I'm like, why is Kirk coming out? <laughs> Harper is playing terrible right now. He was turning the ball over. I, I like Troy Harper. A lot of people have been saying they don't like Trevor. I actually really like Troy Harper. He's quick. He's play, he plays with a lot of heart. Yeah. He plays tough on defense. I think I, he had the best. He drives a lot. He, he does flail a little bit, yep. but he gets to the line. But this game, he should have been pulled earlier. He also had the best comment after Hungry the— Hungry dogs wrong he also, <laughs> he also had the best comment after the 34-point uh, comeback game. Uh, he was like, yeah, it's it's great, but it's not— you know, a record you want to break. It's not a record you want to oh, yeah, break. Yeah, that was a good comment. So— one more thing, Tut, before we keep talking about Wilmington. The amount of TV coverage that kind of – you guys are probably driving back or 
Like, when it came out that we broke this record, there was ESPN clips. Oh, was Spiker probably just shuffled on, and they started interviewing him. Multiple channels. And yeah. even the next day... I was in the gym. And I just randomly... We were on the, like, sports center, like... Like, can you imagine that? Like, you're... Normally, Drexel Delaware game. You're not. No one gives two shits. And then all of a sudden, he's got. You got to hop on. You're going to be on live television on ESPN. That's probably why we lost our recruit to Lafayette. Oh, yeah. <laughs> you just got to break a. It was seventy-two so cool. year record or whatever the hell. No, it was it's it's crazy that like if we were, we probably got the most press coverage we've ever gotten since maybe we were on the bubble. But I don't think we even got that much coverage when we were on the bubble. So yeah, Drexel uh, Spiker got his fifteen minutes of fame. He was on every. Uh, dinky sports show possible. Who knows? Maybe he's going to get a better job now. It was cool because it reminded me of the last time we almost made the tournament, and I'm just trying to ingest every possible media clip. <laughs> like, I couldn't sleep that night. I, I couldn't sleep either. I was, I was every clip I was up till two, three a.m. just looking at Twitter posts and other various clips. I must fun. have watched the save. The double save three. So many people posted. Oh, yeah. Like 25 times. That is times. the best play ever. I think it was it, uh, was it uh, Marshall, your boy Adam Herman, that said that? Where, but like, play this on loop on my on my Yeah, I saw, that. Or I saw Adam Herman's yeah. post on that. It was just cool seeing that. It, it, it kind of was like a you know flashback to those days where we were on TV a little bit. It's yeah. Nice. Anyways, back to UNCW. Back to the uh, disappointing 83 to 82. Well, well actually... One, one other thing. I think I texted you guys. Spiker should send that box score to every recruit that Delaware tries to go after for the next five years <laughs> and make sure that they pick. Even if Drexel's not recruiting the same player, just have them pick their second-choice school besides Delaware. The T-shirts we get made, Marshall, we should send like 100 to Spiker. You just send them to every recruit and be like, here you go. Here's a T-shirt for you. Don't worry about it. Exactly. I'm not sure if that's a recruiting violation, but go with it anyway. Yeah. What's recruiting violation anyway? <laughs> What is that? Yeah, a t-shirt versus $100,000, I think we'll be okay. Yeah, it's fine. So back to you. And so we blew chance to get a buy. How bad does it hurt? I mean, I, I feel like it would have been great to get that buy. But watching that game, I wasn't, maybe I was still on the high from the previous greatest comeback of all time, but it didn't feel that devastating. It was like we were so close to winning that game. And it, I mean, if we want to come down to the last play of that game, um, or even before that, I think we were up one. UNC Wilmington came down. They hit a jumper to go up one. And then we, we got to Ali Han. Ali Han tried to pass it to uh, Tremaine, and it was not a good pass. It was bobbled. And this is with about nine seconds left in the game. And by the time, who got it after that? It was just Kirk Lee picked it up. Uh, Did Ali Han pick it up and pass it to Ali Han picked it up and passed it to Kirk. All right, so Ali Han picks it up with about... Seven seconds left and passes to Kirkley, and Kirkley dribbles all the way up. Gets a good look. I mean, he got all the way to the hoop with about, let's say, a second and a half left, maybe two seconds around there. Mm-hmm. Missed that layup. The ball just rolls around. And then either Mojica or Austin Williams. Or both of them. Or both of them. <laughs> tip the ball, which continues to roll around and just falls out with no time left. I mean, it was like we were right there to get that by. I didn't get it, but... It might have been the high from the last game where I just didn't... I, I wasn't that upset about it. I, I mean, I wasn't happy about it, but... It, it was also a testament to just how, like, the season's been to a certain extent, right? I think it was like a... It, it was a very... Uh, not serendipitous, but so, this is how the season would end. Of course, we are this close... 
from from a team that we didn't think was going to even amount to maybe the record we have right now or go on a four game win streak at any point we actually have that happen to us but somehow and and get this opportunity where we can actually get a first round by not playing in the first game which this year is on a saturday and now we're going to still have that opportunity to lose the very first game again. That, I, think that, <laughs> I think that's just the disappointing thing to me because this team is so inconsistent. I don't, I don't know if it wants that. I, I don't want it to have that extra game to lose. I'd uh-huh. rather, you know, and not, not that anybody would. We all would love that first round bye. But, uh, and I, I was just hoping after that big comeback that we would be able to carry. I was hoping we'd be, have a little more momentum in that game in general. Don't get me wrong. UNCW is always a tough team to play. And uh, they again, their speed we always struggle with. But I thought we'd have a little more. Like we were down thirteen at one point in that game. It wasn't like UNCW pretty much had a strong lead for most of the game. So uh, even though, uh, but we still had that opportunity snake it away, and we couldn't convert it. And I thought with our recent luck, we this was going to be you know we were going to make that shot. And it rolled around uh, in the hoop over there, and Kirk put it up with that layup. I, and he got to the hoop easily. And get the ball. He didn't get blocked or anything. I thought for sure this was going in. And, of course, that's what happens when you get sure about something. Well, I mean, one way to look at it, we're gonna, if we win, who we play? Drexel or not Delaware or James Madison? I mean, either team we could beat, obviously. I'd rather, play, team, Del- I'd, but yeah. <laughs> I'd rather play Delaware. If we got the bye, we'd play Hofstra. There's two and zero against us. They're the three. Hofstra's tough. Hofstra's pretty tough. Justin Wright Justin, Foreman. That's just me. Justin Wright Foreman is tough. Justin Wright Justin Foreman Wright. is ridiculous. So is Goosties. Good. Yeah. On the boards. Goosties is like Kaycock without yeah. the offensive game. He's yeah. he's decent. He can rebound. His last year's Kaycock. Pemberton from Pemberton as a sophomore is real good too. But yeah. Justin Wright Foreman is. He's unstoppable. He's really an hard to guard. Anyway, I'd rather play Northeastern in the second round, but this year has been so weird. In the CAA, could we potentially win two and the second win be in Charleston? Yeah, honestly, anything could happen this tournament except us beating UNCW. <laughs> well, I, I guess. <laughs> I, I just, I don't see us beating UNCW. I think we could beat any other team in this tournament. I don't think that's likely. Uh, well, the good news is we're on the opposite games. side of the bracket of UNCW, so we'd only play them in, on Tuesday. Perfect. Someone else can knock them out and we can take the championship. Um, but the going back to the buy versus who we play, I I think I really was on the side of wanting that buy just for for all the talk that Spiker, which I love that he talks about culture and setting and creating a new culture uh, of winning, obviously being the key element of that. Not playing that first round game is a big part of that culture. You look at the women's side of the game. And Denise hasn't played in an opening round game in years. And that's part of the culture of that team. So if we're resetting the culture for the men's basketball program, I think that was a real lost opportunity, missed opportunity to set that as the new standard. Guys, we are not playing in the first round every year. Sure, we might end up with a win now and maybe the matchup would have been worse for us had we had that bye. But now it's like if we have a minor improvement next year. I don't think anyone's expecting the team, or no one knows what the team is going to be next year, how talented it will be. But I, I think going into next season, ha- having the standard of this season being no first-round game 
that would have been something to improve upon. Now it's, oh, well, now we still just need to get out of the first round. I think you can nullify that by winning the game or two. If we just go in and lose in the first round, then, you know, whatever. But if you win one, or if you win two games, that doesn't matter at all. So, I mean, then we'll, we'll see what happens. If you lose your first game, then, yeah, Marshall, I agree. Like, it would have been great to get that bye. And it would have been great to have the bye in general because, I don't know, just to get past that first round without even having to play would have been nice. I mean, let's look at it this way. We're not the 10 seed like we were last year. Yay! We doubled our wins. We tried to. Conference be. wins. We went from three conference wins to six. Yeah. Progress. I, I I'm I'm on board with that kid. That is a John Gruden agrees. John Gruden. I wanted to be 500. Yeah, I think that, that would have been a little. Too, I might have been a little too hopeful, but the in the end of the day, last year in the CA tournament, we played JMU. Uh, I think it was a Friday game. We 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 didn't look that great, there, but in the first half, we did better. Uh, but their coach got all fired up and booted, and then we proceeded to lose that game. This year, we get to. Maybe play JMU again. What's the what's the latest on the game? Uh, I'm seeing Elon up three with just under four left. Oh no! I'm sorry. JMU up six. JMU's up six. Oh, okay. So so wait. JMU wins. We play JMU, right? Yes. Yeah. I kind of want Elon to win. We want to play Delaware. So we make those shirts. Why? Yeah. Why would we not want to play <laughs> Delaware? Delaware would be something to play. I don't. Know, I'd almost rather not play the rival in. I like the shirt idea. That's is, almost yeah. why I'm rooting for Delaware. Might, they're going to still make the shirt, I think. But then we can't wear it until at least next year when we play Delaware. Eh, well, you know. That the shirt's got to be made regardless, I regardless, agree. But yes. if Santa Ana just made a free throw. Okay. Oh, anyway. <laughs> if, if JMU wins, we play JMU. If JMU loses, we play Delaware. So... Uh, do you guys? So you are you guys? How confident do you feel playing JMU or Delaware that we make it out of day one uh, this year in the CAA tournament? Both of those teams are garbage. Both of those teams are garbage. If we have any self-respect, we beat both of those teams. It's not about self-respect, though, Marshall. It's uh, the inconsistency that our team has uh, shown time and time again this year. So I, those I, go hand in hand. Eh. Uh, I don't know about that. I mean, I think. I think pretty much everybody in the CAA is "quote unquote" garbage, <laughs> except for maybe. Whoa. No, it's just good. everyone. Anybody, listen. We can. Charleston's a good team. James Madison has a couple good players. Yeah, everybody. We, no, I'm not saying they're garbage. We beat Houston. Have you checked Houston lately? This this is like the craziest thing about this team. Houston is in the top 25 and was up on on uh, East Carolina. Like it's just one game. It's one game. At the, at the end of the day, we're tied we with the other. To Charleston. We beat yeah. Charleston, too. That's what I'm saying. You can't say they're garbage just because we could potentially could beat them. I think that's where you were going, and I don't think that's the case. I think Charleston's actually a good team. Can we beat them? Yeah. I think we're talented enough to beat them, but we're also talented, and we're also so inconsistent we could lose to JMU. Like, that's, what, that's where we're at. But not, it's not to say that Charleston's a shitty team just because they could potentially lose to us. I'm not saying Charleston. I'm saying we're looking at James Madison as garbage when they can easily beat us. No, I agree with that. So <laughs> what does that make us? We're madly Possibly garbage sometimes. Like We are the most inconsistent team I've ever seen as far as <laughs> a basketball team goes. It's hard to tell what we'll do. Would you be surprised if we lost to JMU? No. Would you be surprised if we beat I, Charleston? That's why I think, like, I don't know it's worth calling one of the other teams in the league garbage when we're, like, everyone is, it's so equal. It's so, there's no clear, like, this CA tournament could be absolutely crazy. I think I think this could be the first year a team in the playing game gets the to- the title game. It's possible. And from any other year before. Yeah. Like and here's another thing. 
What would you have given better odds to? Us coming back, breaking an NCAA record for point if that's been stu- stood for 60-plus years, or going to the winning three and getting the – we could get to the championship game, or we could lose in the first round by 30. Even money. Any I, one of those two things can happen. I would not be surprised by either. Like, that's what I would – if I'm Spiker, that's what you're that's, – that's the message you're giving to players the whole week. I like you just one won. half of that message. We can lose that. No, I mean, you guys broke I mean, you can make, we can win four games. Why can't we? We can win four games, get the 16th seed, and then set another record. Yeah, yeah. And beat a number one seed. No, that, that's the story, yeah. That's the message. Yes, agreed. We need to press, whoever we play, Delaware or JMU, we need to press the entire game. I completely agree with you. No, I, I completely agree. I do agree. And then... Down three with two seconds left. Who enters the building? Kari Janssen. Eligibility. You know what? If we make a run, the clap. <laughs> if we make a run, Miles Overton is going to average over ten, 10 points <laughs> the whole tournament. <laughs> That's, That's my prediction. He's going to come out of nowhere and be an absolute. He was the the beast we've been waiting for for two years. I'll mm. tell you what. Mm. He's going to put up enough shots to put up 10 points. I'll give, I'll give that. Is, the, is the 10 the number of points or the number of shots he's going to take? 10 points a game. Each of those game. Okay. I can see it. Wow. Wow. Joe and Cody can see anything, though. It's like talking to an oracle. Yeah, I mean, I, where the Neo, everyone's Neo over here. <laughs> <laughs> but, so, just going back Anyways, to the question. Can we, we make it out of the Saturday game? And I know this is a dumb question to ask because we all believe the team's so inconsistent. But in your heart of hearts. It's a pretty pointless question to ask. But we'll, we'll ask it. Yeah. I'm gonna go with no. We're losing. Uh, oh, We're John Gruden with the twist. John Gruden with regardless the of who we play. Regardless, yeah. At this point, what is it? Is it the game's over? Right. James Madison is up six with one minute and forty eight seconds left. It's not over till it's over. Yeah, it's not. Over Elon time. is really, really tanking. I'd like to play Elon. No. So they're probably the most disappointing team in the league this year, as far as. The, is with people coming back, they should have been more towards top of the league. And they've lost. This will be six in a row. That's so, awful. They're gonna, good players. Are they going to drop ten? Yeah. So when Elon right. loses, they've they got like go four thousand point scores on this team. That's a, is like, I'm thinking of the Santa right Anna, Santa Anna, Swoop. They dropped to the ten with this Sebring. loss. Sebring. Sebring. Yeah. Elon drops to the ten. I'm not 100 percent on that. No, I don't think Elon drops to ten. They, Delaware is. So they lose and they're still seven. Yeah, they're still seven. No. Delaware drops to ten. Delaware is ten. Delaware's 10? Yeah, okay. Delaware drops because Jamie and Delaware tie all of a sudden. We all have the same damn And then Jamie has a tiebreaker with Delaware. Okay. Wow. So, I guess uh, you're saying we don't make it. Nick, we'll just go quickly because it doesn't, ma- it gonna, doesn't mean anything. We're going to win the tournament. <laughs> <laughs> Last time he had this bold oh, prediction, we went 0-4. Thanks. Bold. Thanks. Thanks yeah, for that you one. ruined everything. Yeah. Marshall, did you say you do we win? Do we win the Saturday game? I was about to say yeah until Nick's prediction. <laughs> Don't blame you. No, yes. I'm even with Nick's jinxy prediction, I'm gonna say yeah. We beat JMU, advanced to Sunday, oh. and we hit the strip club. Sounds like a plan. Why are we hitting the strip club? Yeah, why are we hitting the strip club? <laughs> <laughs> I knew because question, that's what it's come to. We used to talk <laughs> about hitting the strip club if we made it to the final four. Then it was if we just win the CAA. <laughs> so the bar's been lowered. Sunday, the bar's been lowered. Okay. okay, okay. Understandable. Public service announcement for any wives. Strip club means a nice steak dinner. <laughs> 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 
man. man. This is all getting cut out. That's yeah. all. No, it's been kept. It's been kept. It's been kept. Uh, the uh, and, and I did. Uh, Marshall, do you want? I know we have a girls' episode being posted soon. It's going to be posted before this, probably. But uh, again, another. Do you want to just give another shout out to making sure trying to get people to come out for the go uh, the CA tournament uh, at Drexel? I already bought my tickets. Did you guys buy your tickets? I sadly can't make it. I wish I could actually, but uh, you know, God okay. damn it, no. I have my parents coming for the weekend, man. I can't. I got a card them around. Two extra fans to cheer for Drexel. Convincing them to go to a girls' basketball game is difficult. Actually, I, I I went to the, girl, uh, <laughs> the girls' basketball game, and you know what? It's different. It's definitely different. Um, but they play much better tea than I, our men do. I went to the, the championship game. We we played JMU and we won down there, and it was great. I really enjoyed myself. I would love to go again. My sister and mom are coming with a baby, and I'm taking them to visit family. That's what's your excuse, what's Nick? The, what's the when's the game? This week. It's oh, uh, as soon as we get back from the tournament. Yeah. It's the Thursday, I think, or Friday is the first game. No, 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 no. Thursday. 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 Yeah, sorry. The championship be on Saturday. If we go to make the championship game, I'll be there. Okay. It's the least we can ask, but thank you. Um, What's your prediction for uh, the men's now? You have to make your prediction. Oh, my prediction. We definitely make it out of Saturday. Do we win Sunday? Sunday we play Northeastern, yes. No, we don't. We play Charleston. Ah, we play Charleston. <laughs> I was I would rather play Northeastern. Charleston's Disney. Charleston? In Char- at Charleston? You know what? Fuck it. We win that too? We win that too. Do we win the semifinals? We win all the finals. We win the whole thing? Whole goddamn. Alright, here we go. Now we double up over here. Let's go.